There's a certain level of cruelty that only a group of children can muster. When one is made to wear a retainer brace at age eight, it was surely an unpleasant sight, the metal headgear wrapped around her face. There were lots of stories about the night of her ninth birthday sleepover. Kids say she willed her metal brace into massive jaws, incising her way through the house. But it was no fault of her own. Mandible Judy isn't a nice name for a quiet little girl. They said he's in critical condition. Internal bleeding. They don't know if he's going to make it, Bonnie. Hang on, Marco. He's strong. You were there for him. I know that will give him strength. Thanks. That was rough. Back at Westmore. That foreboding you felt back in New Hampshire. I think we both know what that was about now. Yeah. Bon... Something happened to me there. I felt like there was some... Like like this presence. It's just, it's so weird. I, but I, I just can't shake the feeling. <sighs> hey! Are you alright? I can't think about it. I just... I just can't. It was too horrible. I understand, Bonnie. <sighs> it may seem silly to you, Bonnie, but... I have to perform the Kujian, the, the Shah Mudra. It's for healing. For my dad. I think that could help us all. I'll give you some quiet. It was a brown and tan Ford pickup. Um, it looked like Kenny Howard was driving. Listen, I knew Judy Caterbeck, and that was not her in that hallway. Something else was controlling her. Her father... You said he also became violent. He thought she was in danger. I I don't think Mr. Caterbeck is in full possession of his faculties. At any time, did you see a weapon in either the hands of Mr. Howard, Mr. Caterbeck, or his daughter? Bo was carrying a large rock, but I didn't see him hit anyone with it. Okay. Mr. Caterbeck will remain incarcerated until they can schedule a hearing, at which time a judge will set his bail. You might want to take her home until that happens. It'll be a day or two. Okay. Uh, I understand. Thank you. What will happen to him? They need to keep Bo here until they can set bail. It'll be a few days. I'll drive you back to East Haddam. I don't want to leave Bo. I need to call Dr. Fousey. He'll be able to explain to them. I, I need a payphone. Renee, Dr. Fousey, he is not the friend you think he is. He was injecting your daughter with illegal drugs. He was using her for his research, Renee. No, it was the drug company again. I've never seen Beau violent before. They must have fed him something. Maybe there's something in those rocks. Maybe... Uh... Well, the police will get to the bottom of it, I guess, Renee. But we'll be okay here for now. Come on, get your coat.
Hello, Mr. Howard. Hello, Casey. Do you have a minute? Yes. Please come in. Sir, I'm sorry about yesterday. I didn't know what to say. Dr. Fuzzy is my boss, and I... It, it's okay. I understand. This all just is me at my wit's end. <sighs> I suppose if Kenny contacted you, you would tell me. That's why I came, Mr. Howard. I mean, no, he didn't contact me, but I mean, I mean, I know he's in trouble. What do you mean? Did you hear from him or didn't you? No, sir. It's, we were close. Good friends. And I could tell. I, I know it sounds weird, but I, I shouldn't have come. I'm sorry. No. Tell me what you know, Casey. It, it's okay. <sighs> sir, uh, I don't know how to say it. I know you think I'm a drug addict, but I swear this has nothing to do with that. It, it's okay, Casey. I just want to know where my son is. I had a dream. It was almost like a vision. I don't know. He was driving, and the police were following him. Uh, calm down, Casey. It, it's okay. I think he was coming back to Mudscoggin, sir. I just know it, Mr. Howard. I really don't know how but I think he's on his way back, and I just want to make sure he's okay. I do too, Casey. Listen, Kenny was saying some pretty strange stuff when he left. He's a little confused. He had some rocks, and he brought his frogs with him. I didn't know what- Frogs? Really? Yes, frogs. Do you know why? Uh, not really, sir, but all of this- My friend has a frog, and I was like looking at it when all this happened. I know it sounds nuts, but I really saw him in your truck, and he was- Okay, listen. I don't know what you saw or heard. I just want to know where he is. But I believe you, son. I believe you. What a, 
What happened? What just happened? I had to stop it. I was worried you were getting too agitated. Are you okay? Did I say anything? No, you were totally quiet. Just breathing very heavily. You don't remember anything? I, I don't know, something, yeah, I saw some things, or just one thing maybe. A hat hidden under the floor, just like you. And I had this strong feeling that I had to keep it safe somehow. Amazing. It's like a repeating message. And whoever connects with them sees it. There was more. Somebody was there, but I can't remember who. Like, like someone from my childhood, I think. It's... it's fading. It seems like my revised synthesizer patch stopped the telepathic communication more quickly this time. It's fascinating, but I don't really see what use it can be to Becker Pharmaceutical. I mean, where are these messages coming from? What is the purpose? The rocks would appear to be the source. If that's the case, these messages are millions of years old. And not terrestrial. Doctor, Mr. Darcy, I'm sorry I wasn't free earlier. Tell me what you found so far. We've managed to do some controlled experiments, in which the telepathic communication can be engaged and disengaged using tones on the synthesizer. But the specific content of the communication is unclear. Subjects lose memory of the exchange soon after awakening. In your notes, you mentioned that the youngest frogs appear to be more changed by the sonic phenomenon. Is it possible we'd have more success with younger human subjects, like Kenny Howard or Judy Kaderbeck? They do seem to have been far more profoundly affected by the rocks, but I don't think they would be very cooperative. And not exactly available. I'm working on that part. Can you tell me, Mr. Becker, where is Dr. Nobili? I have some questions for her. She's been upstate on research, but she's on her way back. Happy Halloween. Hi, I'm Petra. I'm vocals and bass. And we got Casey Handelman over here on guitar. And that strange dude in the back, dressed like Mephistopheles, that's Hedgy. And he's going to start this next one off. It's called Stricken. Uh, one. Uh, two. Uh, one, two, three. Get the door for you. Oh, thank you. I've had to bring my synthesizer with me enough lately that I figured a rolling case made sense. Listen, Doctor, I don't know how much you know about Kenny Howard. Yeah, Justina filled me in. Becker wants us to examine him. Right. I'm not comfortable with Kenny being part of our research like this. He was assisting me when he was exposed to the phenomenon at the rocks. 
I feel responsible for his condition, and this would be little more than prodding and poking. I doubt they would get approval for such a radical procedure. I think the boy should be hospitalized immediately to see if there is a less invasive way of treating him. His father would agree, I'm certain. What worries me is that when he wants something, there isn't much that can stop Magnus Becker. Agreed. But it wouldn't get far without our help. I'm driving down to Mudscoggin to see Frank. He needs to know what's going on. Connor, I didn't mention it in front of Becker, but I think if we can find Kenny Howard and Judy, we might be able to slow them down with the sounds I've synthesized. Long enough maybe to get them help. I was hoping that's why you were bringing it home. And if Kenny's father was with us, it could help. Well then, follow me. Thanks. This one doesn't have a name. Season 2, Episode 9 of Mandible Judy. Our cast this week was David Steele, Aaron Lillis, Lietti, Danette Shepard Vaughn, Nancy Graham, John Constantine, Tyler Jackson Price, Mike Hall, Julia Nervi, Graham Rowett, Tamri Adal, and Glenn Graber. Music is by Glomag, with vocals by Tamri Adal. Follow Mandible Judy on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen. We rely on support from our listeners, so please help us keep the series going at patreon.com slash mandibledudy.